0: What up, my Honyaks? Welcome back to the Rambling Viking podcast. Hopefully you had a great weekend, and if not, oh well, that's life sometimes, right? What, you expecting me to say, I'm so sorry, I feel sorry for you? Look, sometimes sometimes that happens, but hey, we're here now. Oklahoma looks like Seattle and has for the last week and a half. What sucks about this the most is we've had lots and lots of rain. And the whole time I sit here thinking, if we had actual winter, this would be wonderful snow, and it would be great. Now, given the fact that it's Oklahoma, it's windy, and we get a bunch of ice, I'm glad we don't have that because we could have a repeat of the fall of 2020 where everyone was out of power for like a week or more. And that was no fun, especially since this current house I now have, unlike the one that I had back then, does not have a fireplace. So that's fun. See, in that storm, we moved our ma- us and our roommates moved our mattresses, to the den or whatever you want to call it, the area with the fireplace and and slept in there because it was so it was it was cold, right? And that was the source of heat for the house. It was a wild time.
1: Do you have some fun memories? Uh do
0: you have some fun memories about that ice storm that you'd like to share? You send my way. I know I pulled 17 billion people out of the snow in my basic F one fifty four by four and even some two wheel drive trucks and I just kind of shook my head silently of like, why do you get a two wheel drive truck? I mean, if you're someone who owns a a four by two, as they, sometimes they put that on there and I'm like, don't, don't, that's weird. That's like a, that's like, look at me. I can't read type. Like, you don't want to, you don't want that sign. Just, just don't have anything on there to denote it. And then we'll know that, oh, if it doesn't have a sticker at all, it's, it's two wheel drive. But if, but if it has the four by four, then it's, it's four wheel drive and keep it at yeah, two wheel, I, I, I continue to maintain that two-wheel drive trucks are not real trucks. You're welcome. So, all right, we got some fun stuff to get to today. I finished David Goggin's audiobook. I was sitting there this morning at the gym listening, and then all of a sudden it hit me. I was like, the way he's talking, the way this is sounding, this sounds like we're coming to a close. And it's pretty crazy how the story ended and he continued to evolve and continues to. And... The basic ending note that he left with was, learn to ask yourself, why not? Why not me? Why not? Right? Well, his whole thing is shattering limits and shattering our own perceived limits and and doing the most, and that beyond the suffering, you can find this place of peace. But you have to deal with, acknowledge, and encounter your suffering. And he ends with a very sad story of a niece of his dying. Sorry to spoil it, but it's been out for like four years. So, Statue of Limitations on spoilers is as with movies and is up. So we have we have that coming to a close and I downloaded because I already have it his second book that just released never finished and I'm excited to listen to that and launch through that but I'm recommending this book to everyone the audiobook specifically and one thing that I didn't realize or didn't think about at the time was related to 12 rules for life the great jordan peterson book is that you should probably go the audiobook route on that as well because he reads it. And so I'm kicking myself now. I might go back and listen to it, though, after this, get it on audiobook and listen to it since he reads it. You know not would be nice if when you, like, buy the physical copy of the book, because that one usually costs the most money, you know, 15, 20 bucks, whatever it is, if you got a little code to give you the audiobook. But, I mean, I don't know. If the audiobook's only a couple bucks, and that's not a big deal, but still. It's like, if I'm going to buy the physical copy, then could I, you know, just throw me a bone there, especially when it's one like that. But that's all right. That's all right. Uh, you know, I have this weird kind of ambition someday to maybe own, or no, sorry, own, <laughs> to read an audiobook, do an audiobook for someone. But my setup is not near professional enough. I am not nearly practiced enough, but I think it'd be fun. And I think it'd be. I think, I don't know. Maybe I might be good at it. Maybe I've got a good voice with it. I can kind of do some characters. We'll see. I could be horrible at it, but you never know. So that's, that's, that's how it plays out. But yeah, go check it out. Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. I will scream this until the cows come home. And at the very least, go listen to his episode from four years ago when this book, I think, came out. And then, or at least his most recent episode, and just hearing hearing this man is is crazy. It was kind of cool too. He talks about his faith journey at the very end and how he believes there is a higher power. But and he was a Catholic for a time, but now he's more of an agnostic slash deist. He he subscribes to the idea of a god and a higher power, but he does not pick a side, if you will, which. I can respect that for him, but I think a lot of people like to do that because why? That's the easy route out to say, well, I think there's something beyond us, but I don't know about any of these religions or whatnot. You know, I'm not going to go a specific route. And it's like, well, that's fine. You can believe that there's something mystical. And I don't know, here's my blunt, unadulterated thoughts on it. I think it's kind of shallow and lazy, personally. Now, in his situation, I think he's gone through so much that's a i think in situations like his too there can be a bit of an exception to that rule but i'm talking in the general sense all of us softy millennials my pe- many of my peers who are like yeah and and maybe they have explored or they've been to church a little bit but really the deep deep digging because if you truly believe that there is something beyond you want to figure out what that is and maybe you believe that well i can't figure that out but i'll tell you one way that you could maybe get some answers you know, it's kind of like, where do you want to eat? I don't really know, or I don't really care. And it's like, and sometimes I'll flip it and say, all right, we're going to play the game. Where do you definitely not want to eat? Like, is there a type of food or a specific place that you definitely don't want? You know, and they'll be like, oh, well, I had pizza yesterday. So I don't, I definitely don't want any pizza. Boom. Eliminates that. Why not do that? Right. Start going, go explore religions, go try and do the proofs and engage yourself a little bit. Because if, if you're going to, because that can be a fundamental worldview shift of believing in something beyond us. And then stopping there to me is stopping short um, and, and short changing yourself ultimately. And, and, and I think it's like, you know what? Challenge yourself, explore those. And I'm not saying, um, well, yeah, <laughs> basically I'm saying, you know, actually make make a decision, pick a side, like don't, don't play this toe in the water game of like, Oh, see, yeah, I believe in something. I just don't know what. And it's just like, okay, Sometimes I'll be like, you know what, that's that's fair. That's if that's what you want to do. um, If you ask my opinion on that, or how what I think I'll tell you, I think that's a shallow and lazy way to look at life and specifically, God and the exploration of a higher being personally. And you might say, well, it's difficult to explore that. And it's like, yeah, we've been around for 10s of 1000s of years. And so there's plenty of, there's plenty of people who have had the same dilemma. You're not unique or the first, and there's plenty of people who had explored these thoughts and you can go see what they had to say on it and where a lot of them landed and then make a decision is all I'm saying. And I guess you are making a decision saying, no, there is definitely something beyond us. I haven't figured out what or who and what that direction looks like. And so that's fair, but didn't mean to get all spiritual on you. But, yeah, David Goggins' book, Golly, it's so good, and you're probably tired of hearing me talk about it for like the third episode in a row. It's basically three episodes, and it's harder to do a book breakdown on a book I listen to because the books I've been reading I can make notes, I can go back through look at my notes, and then make an outline and follow it and highlight some of the things and i mean the the biggest thing that I can pull away is obviously kind of his closing thought of why not, but then that to, to lean in, to push through the suffering. Suffering is a part of life and you need to accept that. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Don't make excuses. Just keep pushing through. And, and, and now you might say, well, just you put your head down and do that. And I'm, I'm saying that in a very, very vague sense, right? Because, and, 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 kind of stare into that darkness, the dark parts of life, the dark side of you. That's because that's what he talks about. Be Bane, you know? I was born in darkness, molded by it. By the time I saw the light, I was already a man. And it was blinding, you know, the whole Bane sequence. But because we shy away from it. I shy away from it. I shy away from my shortcomings. I don't explore the things I'm not good at. And and really try and go after those. But he, you know, he, and you might, some people might look at Dave and be like, well, he's just so natural that way. No dude was 300 pounds at one point. He lost like 115 pounds in three months or something crazy. And, and he, he talks about, he was not very smart. He had to study his face off for the ASVAP. He wasn't <clears throat> super athletic. He just outworked and outwilled every single person. And he believes and holds to that. We all have that for those of us, who are not just blessed with enormous talent, intellect, all of the above, either or, that's what we have. We all have that
1: within us, the ability to work hard, to give it our all.
0: And most of us have never experienced really what our all looks like and would be surprised that when we really apply our all to something, uh, just how much we can achieve. So. Go check it out, the book. All right, uh, Twitter files continues to happen. I'm not going to cover that extensively at all here. If you haven't been following that, it's essentially Elon Musk pulling back the curtain to reveal the man who is behind The Wizard of Oz. Which is basically all the suspicions and the things that mostly conservatives have been crying about on Twitter as far as shadow banning, debunk, deranking, um, targeting conservative voices more and certain ideas and, 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 and vaguely citing community guidelines, not applying the guidelines or the rules equally, or, and, and then targeting specific people and, and taking action against them un, unwarranted um, by the guidelines. And that's all confirmed. They were coordinating with the FBI and other government entities on specific strategies and plans. And surprise, surprise, uh, what everyone kind of knew to be true is now being proven true. So no, no surprise there. If you've been keeping up, though, what's been your favorite part about the Twitter files? Uh, me personally, it's probably uh, Vidya Gade or whatever her name is, who was one of the, basically the chief censorship officer, as I understand it, who was on Joe Rogan with Jack Dorsey and Tim Poole and got grilled and denied, 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 is now, there's now evidence to the contrary showing that she basically was lying her face off on Joe Rogan and anywhere else that she had to deny all these claims and was an integral part. However, Jack Dorsey, it seems, in some respects, was actually kind of vindicated as being uh, a voice uh, against this madness and nonsense, and truly wanted things applied equally, uh, but they weren't, and he was overruled. So kind of interesting, but fun note on that on the Elon Musk saga, who continues to be a force for our time. I mean, dude started out as oh new EV, and then all of a sudden I want to go to space and Mars, and now he's heading that. And like holy crap, how much more can this guy do? And then he buys Twitter, and now he is he is leading the charge in in a very integral part of the culture war to for a push for freedom and away from from tyranny and all of this I mean in a lot of ways evil. And you might think that's an overstatement, but I think nefarious forces, it's always a creep and it's funny, I talked about this in church yesterday in our group or small group, you know, it's, it's a creep. It's never all at once. And it, and it just comes in and then you find rationalizations and oh, it's good intentions or whatnot, all this stuff. But really it's, it's evil. It's degrading. It's trying to take over. Like tyranny is always crouching at the door, ready to impose its will on us. And we have to be vigilant against it. That's just the way of the world. That's the you insert corruption here uh pride power hungry whatever you want to call it right is always it just is so corrupting to us humans and we have to build systems in such a way to fight against it to make it as hard as possible for those things to creep in and take over uh leading us to a repeat of revolution and overthrow and whatnot or falling into tyranny so interesting thing happened on twitter and where Elon continues to be a savage, right? He, he just tweets, my pronouns are now pr- prosecute and Fauci. <laughs> First of all, great joke. And then Scott Kelly, oh, he's an astronaut. He he replies, Elon, please don't mock and promote hate toward already marginalized and at-risk of violence members of the LGBTQ plus community. They are real people with real feelings. Furthermore, Dr. Fauci is a dedicated public servant whose sole motivation was saving lives. And so, wow, pretty thoughtful response. And then, but you forget you're dealing with Elon Musk here. I strongly disagree. Forcing your pronouns upon others when they didn't ask and implicitly ostracizing those who don't is neither good nor kind to anyone. Boom, roasted. But there's more. But wait, there's more. As for Fauci, he lied to Congress and funded a gain-of-function research that killed millions of people. Not awesome, in my opinion. Mike, drop enough said is elon musk the 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 greatest man alive right now is is there anything this guy can't do and look i'm not gonna sit here and worship at the altar of elon because i definitely think even though he's doing immensely good he's in a very precarious situation and he is one wrong step away from being from shifting to a tyrannical bad person, essentially. And so don't get it wrong. I'm not going to sit here and be like, he's our savior by any means. I think what he's doing is good. And what a lot of his fighting for is good. And ironically, I still think I probably disagree with him on a lot of stances on specific and certain issues. And so there's that. But here what I try and call out the good when I see the good and we'll call it the bad when I see the bad. This dude. Oh my gosh. He did not do an epic Lord of the Rings meme, too. Oh, I didn't see this in the article at the very bottom. So on top of that, he also just tweeted this meme, and I'll have the link to this article so you can look at it for yourself, but if you've seen Lord of the Rings, when King Theoden is, 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 is under Saruman's spell, and he has Grima Wormtongue, who's basically just guiding his hand, so they photoshopped. King Thayden as Joe Biden. And then Fauci is tongue, And it says, just one more lockdown, my king. Incredible. There's n- national treasure. He's a national treasure. Elon Musk is my favorite African-American. Favorite African-American. And I love that that's even a thing. So good. All right. Other story I saw this week that hits on an important note in the world. So, it is interesting because there was a... Quick mention of this person in David Goggin's book or his interview on Joe Rogan, one or the other. But retired Navy SEAL, also from the Daily Wire, retired Navy SEAL made famous by becoming trans, reveals he has detransitioned, stating, destroyed my life. So this is retired U.S. Navy SEAL, Chris Beck, who became Kristen Beck. And I guess he recently did an interview um, that he detransitioned because it ruined his life. So he was in the SEALs for 20 years got 29 uh, medals for his service. And then in 2013, he did an interview with CNN where he came out, he, he was transgender. He now warns, and this is a quote, everything you see on CNN with my face, do not even believe a word of it, end quote. So he said that traumatic things happened to him as a kid and how he was raised was, quote, not an excuse for a psychologist to push their agenda and that's what happened, end quote. He encouraged people to work on whatever inner issues they have and to deal with their trauma first before pursuing transgenderism, another quote: "Everything that happened to me for the last ten years destroyed my life." In quote, Beck said, "I destroyed my life. I'm not a victim. I did this to myself, but I had help. I take full responsibility." He continued, "I went on CNN and everything else, and that's why I'm here right now. I'm trying to correct that." Beck says that he was quote very naive end quote at the time, and he, and that he was quote used and was taken advantage of by left-wing media. I got propagandized. I got used badly by a lot of people who had knowledge way beyond me, he said. They knew what they were doing. I didn't. Beck said that he is speaking out now because he wants to protect young children from being pressured into making decisions that could ruin their lives. There are thousands of gender clinics being put up all over America, he said, noting an example that a girl who feels like a, quote, tomboy is now told by psychologists that they are transgender and are given hormones. More on that later. And then the next day, you're on hormones, the same hormones they are using for medical castration for pedophiles, he said. Now they are giving this to healthy 13-year-olds. Beck said that Americans need to, quote, wake up to what is happening with the transgender movement, which he said was a billion-dollar industry because medical professionals can quickly lead a confused person down the wrong road in life. And then he gives a little synopsis into his story. He said, I walked into a psychologist's office and in one day, I have a letter in my hand saying I was transgender. I was authorized for hormones. I was authorized all this other stuff. In one day, folks, I had so much going wrong in my system when I started taking those. Some of that was paid for by the VA and I'm sorry to the American people that I did that. Beck said he's not taken any of the hormone therapy for nearly seven years now. He attacked former President Donald Trump in 2017 for trying to ban transgender individuals in the U.S. military. Weird note at the end there, but whatever. They they do that, right? So, Pretty short article, but pretty powerful read with lots of important notes. So, here we see, and we're seeing this more and more. And I predict, along with many others, so I'm not going to really claim this prediction. I think the people who talk about this are right, right? That in the next decade, you are going to see a wave of detransition. You're already seeing a big detransition movement, but you're going to see a continued wave. And you're going to see borderline a whole generation of people who fall into this detransition regret category because. What happened to him here is more common than you think and is interesting for me in my personal life because I've had conversations, particularly with my wife, who definitely falls into the category of tomboy, that if she was maybe a little confused or needing some sort of therapy today and she was 13 or 14, she'd go into a psychologist and there's a strong chance that they would convince her that she's transgender instead of just a tomboy who maybe will grow out of the phase or learn to accept themselves and their womanhood. And I think the most dangerous thing about the transgenderism activist movement that we see, um, because on, on the fundamental level, while I disagree with it, we can have, there's, there's two parts of this conversation. The first part is obviously kind of on the philosophical fundamental level. And, uh, given my Christian belief and, and belief that you can't be born in the wrong body that you are just severely confused and uncomfortable in your own skin, and there can be ties to certain traumas or things in your life or certain things that you haven't dealt with, like with this Navy SEAL. That's not really what I'm going to harp on today. We can have a conversation about, you know, maybe as an adult in your 20s or 30s, even going through and 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 quote unquote transitioning. But it's a totally different ball game now that we're seeing where you see this with kids and you see. This obvious lie, and I've heard it before on ads and certain things where you can just pause puberty until you decide. You can just, these are totally reversible. This is this and that. And it's like, hold on, we don't have real research to back any of this up. We have some faux activist related research to back this up, but uh, coming for the kids is not okay. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to mince my words around this either. and, And people may not like that and that's fine, but what we're doing is, is patently, I believe, evil, wrong. We are destroying, destroying a generation of confused
1: kids, which to me comes back to this simple fact that at some point we transitioned from saying, look, there can be a
0: spectrum of, of personality within are two genders and sexes, right? You can have feminine men or masculine women and people fall on this spectrum of femininity and masculine. And it's not necessarily, oh, because you're a more feminine man, you're not as much of a man. No, you are just as much of a man. There's just your personality plays out that maybe you're a little more feminine than this man. And this guy is more masculine than you. And it's fine. Right. And this girl is more feminine or less feminine. And that's fine. And learning to accept that and figure that out. And like, this navy seal is now detransition seal
1: plainly, or plainly points out you need to locate and deal with whatever and get to the
0: root of whatever is causing, you know, maybe this this for lack of a better term here, mental illness, right? This kind of confusion that you're going through and this struggle that you're going through. And as a last resort. We could look to transitioning people, I think once they're adults, because we definitely know, shoot, you still see it throughout your life from 25 now to 29. I've evolved and changed so much, much and even more so from 18 to or 19 to 29. And then to think of the changes that I went through when I was like 13 to 18, also insane. And you might say, well, there's people who have mental distress and all this and suicidal ideation. It's like, What teenager doesn't your adolescent years are, are you're growing and changing at such a rapid pace, mentally, emotionally, physically, That that's a part of it. And we should say, look, this is a part of it. You're going to get through this. You're going to get okay. Offer him support, not chemical castration. But, uh, this is, this is a tale that is becoming far too common. And, uh, I do love though, that he now sits back and he, he owns it. And he says, look, it's my fault ultimately takes responsibility for his life. But he still points out that like it was also there was also it was way too easy to do this, you know, go into a psychologist and. And the next day, I'm essentially, you've got me all figured out. And then eventually now he's seeing, it's like, no, it actually goes back to childhood trauma that I've now been able to cope with and deal with. And I see I was wrong and misled and that, the, that buying into the delusion and the confusion and only enabling it further didn't really help me. I mean, this ties in perfectly to the David Goggins message, right? Of just running from your problems doesn't solve them or or giving way to your problems with pushing and leaning into your problems and exploring that darkness is really where you find relief through the other side on that. Once you get through it to the other side, right? And I think that's so important. And I think this is one of many cautionary tales that we need to pay heed to to just say, look, we don't need to jump the gun and jump to conclusions on permanent procedures and things. And just be like, oh, yep, nope, you're supposed to be a girl. or You're supposed to be a boy. It's like, hold on now. You barely know this person. I don't care if you're a trained psychologist. I highly doubt in one day you can figure out and, and deduce a complex problem like this. And I, and I doubt that's good medical practice anyways, right? Especially with something that's supposedly this deeply, per, this deep, that's so deeply convoluted and complex is trying to dissect a personality and get into someone's personal life and their past and figure all that out because usually it's rooted there as this seal is now finding out. So I'm happy, at least for the most part, that this that Chris um, seems to have transitioned back and, and figured out the root of his problems and is solving them. And I'm also sad that this had to be his path, but fortunate, fortunately, hopefully, he can be a voice to those Who maybe find themselves in similar situations and can help them to hold off on doing that, and really maybe trying to address whatever problems they may actually have and solve those as instead of going down the the transitioning route, then figuring out oh this was actually a huge mistake and and having the permanent damage done. Fortunate for him, in some ways, he was already middle aged man. So he'd lived a lot of life and been through that and made it as conscious, fully functioning adult. And we don't have this being pushed on kids. And now you might push back on the whole kids thing, but it's just so interesting to me on one hand, in so many ways we can hold kids to be, don't have their own agency, don't understand life and their dependents, they are minors. There are plenty of, of ways that we look at them and it's like, no, you're not allowed to function on your own, but you can make this super huge decision. And it's part of the relativist Truth movement, right? Of of, that, truth is totally relative, and well, they only they can truly understand them. And it's like, well, actually, sometimes I misunderstand myself. People aren't very self-aware. Like most people think, oh, I'm very, I'm, I'm very friendly. Everyone likes me, and then it's like, or, or shoot, there's how many times I think of it in the training aspect, where it's like, all right, I feel like I'm doing this in my squat or my form, whatever movement I'm doing, and then I happen to take a video or a picture, and I see, I go, whoa. So that, so I'm off here or there. It's like we, we fundamentally misunderstand ourselves, misread ourselves, don't have good self-awareness. I'm constantly thinking I'm sounding nice and friendly and people are like, why are you so angry? Why are you so upset? Why are you yelling at me? Constantly, right? And it just shows us like, oh, we really don't, like, it takes practice to be able to understand ourselves that deeply. So kind of a, a sad story. But a, a good story to have and a cautionary tale, and I think you're going to see more and more of these. And I just pray for all those people who are going through the mental anguish that comes with gender dysphoria a, as we know it and and, 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 I, and I hope that, you know, we know that they are by far the most suicidal group in history for the most part. Yeah, really. And so I just hope that um, you know, they don't, they don't whoever's out there and suffering with that doesn't succumb to that and can navigate those murky waters. I can't even begin to imagine what that must be like. So my heart goes out to them. But also at the same time, I think to those of us who maintain,
1: uh, those of us who
0: think, see the problem and the issue with this rapid agenda of getting people to transition, we also have to speak up. We have our duty. If we sit by and just complain about it and say, oh no, this happened, this happened. Like we're not loving our neighbor properly. It's time to speak up. The time has passed. And it's like, look, you got to, you got to, you got to draw a line and be able to stand up and say like, no, this is wrong. Don't do this. We shouldn't be doing this. And I get it. Public ridicule, the mob, right? We're all terrified of that. But it's like, look, you got to start somewhere if you don't, if you're going to capitulate now, you're going to capitulate and capitulate and capitulate. Um, and that's fun to say five times fast, but, uh, gets you in a curse word problem real quick. But anyways, uh, I guess this Monday's episode was a little bit heavier than anticipated. So I'm going to end with a funny word that happened at a birthday dinner last night. My sister was trying to either say discontinued or decommissioned. And she ended up saying discommissioned. And it was incredible. Yeah, they discommissioned it. And me and my brother just looked at each other, discommissioned? And I was like, all right, so we got discontinued and decommissioned. So we're not, (laughs) it is no longer being distributed. Also, we're not making it. Just in case you thought we might be making it and holding it back. No, we stopped this line and we're no longer distributing it. Both are true. So there's your there's your word for the day and week. Discommissioned to the ultimate ending of some line of product. I think that's what we're seeing with Bang. Shout out to Shane. Bang is being discommissioned. And now part of that is because of billion dollars in lawsuits. Because uh, surprise, surprise. They were shady. <laughs> but here we are. So a uh, final note is the Eagles are still the best in the league. And first to cl- clinch the playoffs. Love it, love it, love it. Let's keep it going. Fly, Eagles, fly. Uh, who wants to go and tailgate with me at the Super Bowl? If they go to the Super Bowl, let me know. Uh, let me know any and, all, any and all of your thoughts on today, how you feel about the Twitter files, what's your favorite part, all that good stuff. Um, but uh, but uh, Oh, fun, massive free stories from a couple years ago. For those of you in Oklahoma, if you experienced it, and maybe you were in the area where like, yeah, everything froze. We never lost power. Life was just normal. It was just cold and icy. Good for you. I'm so happy for you that you didn't have to suffer. Can't you hear it in my voice? Oh, man, no sarcasm here, but feels good to be back on the book train. I got some more books lined up. I'm going to get read. What are you reading uh, as of now or what do you want to read and how are you going hard? You know, all the things I try and keep them going and I just get 17 billion different things going at once and it's fun, but. That'll do it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you are geared up to have a great week and maybe this made you think a little bit, made you laugh a little bit, made made you cry a little bit. We'll see, but that'll do it for me. That'll do it for the show. Thank you for being a part of the Hanyak Horde. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, share the content, leave a review, share the podcast with a friend. Let's grow the Hanyak Horde if you're enjoying it. And if you think I could do better or you want to be on the show, let me know. We can make both of those happen. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you right here next time on the Rambling Viking podcast.
1: This is your head, Hanyang, signing off.